0: who don't know, the Free State Project is a movement of voluntary human action, where we are trying to concentrate libertarians in the
1: state of New England. I think we've got done uh, more in the last decade than every other libertarian movement combined has accomplished in the last five decades.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, libertarians and anarchists, movers, natives, and those on your way, thanks for tuning in to The Return, Season 2, Episode 2 of Free State Live, where you can hear all about the ways you can live free and thrive in the free state of New Hampshire. But first and foremost, time to welcome back our host, joining me as always, two of New Hampshire's tallest, the two men with the least distance to travel to the top of Mount Washington, we have local comedian and actor Bill Parker. How are you, Bill? What's happening, Justin? Good to see you. You as well. And as always, again, we have local family man and Twitter troll extraordinaire, Kevin from the internet. How's it going? Oh, good. Oh, very. I've been I've been off Twitter this week, but I,
0: um, I was sick, and now I'm feeling better, so I'll be back.
2: Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have a tall joke about you guys every two week, every week, and it's gonna take me a whole week to think up each time. That's all right. It should. It's easy <laughs> enough, man yeah no but no and joining us this week to talk about our topic and our show title lift free or die uh getting fit in the free state we have the proprietor of the free state barbell club wayne nelson wayne how are you thanks for joining us tonight thank you very much for having me very happy to be here so you you're a free stater you're here in new hampshire i mean as obviously with the name of your gym the free state barbell club uh you embrace kind of those same values with your business um but like as everyone's curious whenever we talk to somebody who's here and doing things whether it's running business or activism or politics here in New Hampshire, is how did you get here how did you learn about the free state project and like where did you come from and what made you want to move
1: great question um first thing i want to say is i'm super glad that uh I'm using the free state name, even though I didn't ask anybody. <laughs> so I don't know if that's allowed or not. But Open uh, branding. Go ahead Open and-
2: branding. Go ahead yeah, and use it. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, good. Well, I didn't check the trademarks or anything like that before I went ahead and set up the name. But uh, I do like that other name better, the Lift Free or die. That's really good. <laughs> it's already taken, unfortunately. <laughs> like, that was such a good idea that he put it up there. And then it turns out that's already another gym somewhere else. But that's okay. It, um <laughs> So, all right. So let's let's uh, let's talk about my move story, how I came here, and uh, yeah. So, I I was living in Massachusetts. I was commuting to Boston from Belmont, Massachusetts, every day. Um, it was a pretty long commute, and uh, COVID hit, man, and that changed the entire world. I will never forget that day when you know the la- my last day in the office when I was walking the streets. And there was nobody, and it was so strange. And I went into that office, and it was abandoned, and it was like the eeriest. Mo- you know, everyone thought like, "Who knew?" You know, I don't know. You could t- just keel over any day. You know, <laughs> it was it was insane at that time. And uh, and you know, as time went on, um, I got more things taken away from me. You know, it was like, well, one day they're like, well, now the daycare's closed. And then the next day, then, you know, well, you can't go over here and this is closed. And, you know, of course you can't go to the restaurant and this and that. And, you know, I'm sitting in my house doing my work just like I did in the office. And this is what changed. Everything is the remote working thing. It was unbelievably good for me personally. Um, and I think for most people, I'm a software engineer for most software engineers, like you don't need to be at the office. In fact, I, I get way more done now than I ever did sitting in the office because I spent so much time talking to my friends, which is which is great. Uh, but like, you're not working. I, I mean, now I chat with my friends and waste time that way, but not nearly as much time as I used to sitting around drinking coffee. Uh, and so once I realized all that, I'm like, all right, uh, this is not getting better. And, um, and also people change. You know, people in the Northeast, they used to be really nice. They used to be – <laughs> not even nice. I won't even say nice. They were polite, okay? You would be – what you know, they wouldn't make eye contact with you. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to say hi. Nobody – you look at the floor, look at the ground. We walk past each other. But you know what? I'll hold the door, and I'll say, excuse me, and thank you very much, and here's the door. You know, all of that went completely sideways. I'll never forget. I was walking down the street, and uh, – Somebody screamed at me about not wearing a mask and walking outside on the sidewalk and they screaming at me about the mask and I think that was the day I decided to move. I'm like, I have had enough of this. I, I just can't be around these people. They have completely lost their minds. And if you go back. Uh, I was in the city now recently, and thankfully, some of them are starting to regain their composure, it seems. You know, I went to a restaurant, and it's like, okay, people are seemingly acting a little bit more normal these days and not so uh, totally insane. Um, But uh, that was crazy. It became very personal. It became extremely personal, which was very problematic for me.
2: And um, Yeah, people would single you out. You're making me feel young, Wayne, because I'm a (laughs) Massachusetts native, and I don't remember anyone ever being nice. And, uh, and nice so, was the wrong yeah. word. Yeah. Cold, polite. Yeah.
1: At least polite. Polite, yeah. yeah. At the it's very polite. least. Um, but uh, then they started getting mean. Like it just went straight to mean from there, which was crazy. Uh, and so I decided I had had enough. We moved. Two weeks later, my kid's in the daycare. And uh, by the way, now I have a house that's almost three times the size and <laughs> a property that's five times the size for the same amount of money. It was unbelievable. My entire life transformed overnight. Uh, by moving here um, is definitely one of the best decisions that I have ever made in my life. I'm incredibly happy to be here. And when I moved, I had this gym uh, it, it called uh, Cambridge Strength and Conditioning. Cambridge Strength and Conditioning is still there. Um, you know, there was four partners. Two of the partners are still down there and me and another partner moved up here and we started Free State Barbell Club uh, and built on almost exactly the same model. And, um, you know, it's thriving. I mean, it, it's a new business. Um, but honestly, if I look at the first year of Cambridge Strength and I compare that to the first year of Free State Barbell Club, you know, we have learned so many lessons and we're doing so much less bad this time <laughs> than we did the first time. It's not great. It's still, you know, we're doing okay. Uh, but also, you know, I am not a marketing person. You know, Dan was in there, my buddy Dan, and he was like telling me, you got to tell somebody this thing is out there, you know, and, and then he goes to talk to you guys. He's like, Hey, you should get him on the podcast. I said, like, okay, great. I'll definitely go on
2: the podcast for sure. Oh, absolutely. My question, yeah, no, when as, was as far the- as marketing, I, I want to comment on your bad marketing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the first time I think I met Micah at Pork Fest, And it was when I was giving a presentation about the quill at Fest, And Micah came up to me afterwards and he's like, that's on Amory Street in Manchester? I've never heard of it. I run a gym down the street. I'm like, I've never heard of your gym. How have you never heard of our social club down the street? <laughs> like That was just like two pork fests ago. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's yeah. right there. Yeah.
3: So we had a question in the chat, which was just, uh, Wayne, what, what town? And it's uh, you can tell them.
1: Oh, where did I move to? I moved to Amher- yeah. Amherst, New Hampshire. Um, I do like Amherst a lot. The, our thing was... As much as it sounds crazy, I have have three kids. They're young kids, and we wanted to live in a town with very highly like rated schools and very desirable. So that was like, um, but the lot sizes in Bedford are very small. So we looked at Bedford, extremely small lots, and there's basically nothing with the amount of property that I want. So we moved to Amherst, which is a little bit further outside of the city, but you can get bigger lots, and uh, and the schools are still really good. Um, You know, if it was up to me. Uh, all the public schools would be shut down, and we would just have all private schools. And they would be whatever, wherever you want to go. Find your favorite private school and live near there. That would be wonderful. But unfortunately, that's just not the situation that we live in. So. And
3: yeah. then, j- just to clarify, y- your gym is in Manchester, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Manchester. Amory I, just, I didn't know. I didn't know if she was asking. You know, what town you oh, moved yeah. to, or but yeah, yeah, which
0: gym? Clarify.
1: yeah so it's like a half hour drive um i drive here three times a week and uh you know hit the gym talk to the members um keep keep up with any problems or maintenance things that come up so
2: that's not terrible half hour is not that bad at all no it's not bad i drive farther to work every morning and i hate it so (laughs) (laughs) no um what do you do? Like, so what makes your gym unique? Because, like, you, now you're offering this service, you're offering this gym and this community here in Manchester. You've gone ahead and named it the Free State Barbell Club. What makes it unique from other gyms? And how do you, how have you, like, maybe incorporated your libertarian and free state philosophy into your business model?
1: Good question. Um, I would say to address it very pointedly, um, we don't do any gimmicks or any BS with people, you know, it's <laughs> month to month. You sign up, you pay monthly, and you stop whenever you want. There's no signing up fee. There's no stopping fee. There's no no nonsense. It's just what's on the sticker, that's what you pay, and that's it. Um, so I think that that is kind of, in a way, it's kind of a libertarian thing. I think that you know the way that some of these people do business is very – Shady and backwards and especially gyms Especially yeah. gyms and they make all their money the, big, the, the biggest difference between Our gym and a regular gym is that It's really a club so it's a free state Barbell club and uh, the, That is really a social aspect To it you know you go in most commercial gyms And people have their heads down they're looking at their phones They get their ear, ear, ear Plugs in and they you know they listen to Their music or whatever um, You know We talk to each other we help each other it's a community and it's a club. Um, that's probably the biggest difference between our business model and the business model of a gym, you know. And, and uh, I'm not really here to make money. A lot of the money that, go, that, you know, we're, we're not making like any money really, but the money that we do make goes back into the gym. And this is exactly what we did with um, with Cambridge Strength and Conditioning is, you, you know, you make some money, you buy some new equipment. You know, we have certain pieces that we want. We have a wish list and we have all this stuff and it, we really operate it like, Uh, club, um, and a kind of a non-profit. Although, it's not a non-profit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of the things I joke about is, like, all the time, so many people try and do things as, like, volunteers and non-profits, and they burn out, that it's nice to see people who are, like, kind of using the free market to their advantage and like competing in the free market to provide solutions that are liberty oriented and like put their values into practice with business but also kind of get something back out of what you're doing to make it worth your time so you don't burn out
1: yeah after about 10 years at Cambridge <laughs> Frank we make you know we make a little bit of money off of it that's like that's the thing. <laughs> a little bit um, but so eventually you know we might run out of stuff to buy for the club and like then then it will be time to take some home for me
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what what are some of the things that you really have liked most i mean aside from just finding like a bigger house um bring nice schools and like a nicer neighborhood and community like what are things that like have stuck out for you the most that you enjoy the most about new hampshire over massachusetts
1: that's a good question. I think the biggest thing for me is um, is probably uh, the the peacefulness and the privacy, you know, being able to be in my own space and not feel like I'm a stone's throw from a million people, um, you know, and be able to go take a walk in the woods out in my backyard and just just walk around. I mean, it, it's um, I I didn't realize how being surrounded by people all the time. I mean, we lived in a a two family home. So we had people downstairs from us. And, uh, you know, I think when you have kids, it's a little bit different, you know, like living that way, when you're single is one thing, but we had two families in this two family home, and they were real families, you know, they were people with kids and kids get to screaming and jumping and everything else. And we literally, my daughter was jumping on the, on the floor and we lived on the second floor and knocked the, the ceiling. They had the inserts for the, for the lights and they were just oh, yeah, the cans. oh my gosh. Was, oh my gosh. Is uh, so just being able to have our own house on a, enough property that I don't have to see my neighbors and we can go run around outside um, and uh, not have to Think about other people all the time. I think that
2: was the biggest surprise for me. I think people really undervalue the whole distance from neighbors things. And like one of the things that New Hampshire offers that a lot of other states don't is like in Massachusetts, you're either in a suburb or a city or kind of like in a desolate area. Like Western Massachusetts, outside of the cities, it's really sparse and desolated. And you have a lot of distance between you and your neighbors and a lot of privacy, but also like no opportunity you're still commuting into those big cities every single day for work or to shop or to do something and things get really sparse and like not happy. I, I lived on the Cape for years and during the winter I'd have to drive two hours sometimes to go get groceries uh, because the Cape would be a ghost town and deserted. And like I, at first I thought, this is great. I have no neighbors in the winter. And then I'm like, I have to drive two hours get yeah. stuck in traffic on the bridge and hope I don't crash in the ice to get groceries. Um, miserable but here in new hampshire you have these small towns that are kind of spread out and sparse but there's still amenities there's still things to do you're still relatively close to the cities then they're intermingled and intermixed with each other you could have a small village with like a house every mile and a half right in between two major cities yeah and our major cities are still just basically suburbs (laughs) in massachusetts yeah Yeah.
0: we don't have any cities
2: dude it's not yeah so now kevin what do you got
0: uh, I was just gonna say, how did you hear about the Free State Project? You moved fun, you, you moved for COVID, and obviously you're a software engineer, entrepreneur with the with the lifting stuff, but how did you hear about the Free State Project and, and you know what was what did what the intersection between your moving and the free state project come about?
1: It's a good question. Um, so basically my journey with libertarianism started with um, Milton Friedman and uh, you know I started watching free to choose, and that's really what kind of got me bit into it. And then he had those Milton Friedman speaks. Oh my gosh. If anybody that's listening to this has not watched either of those, like start to finish at least once. You gotta you gotta see this stuff. It's so good. And they're free on YouTube. It's like oh, it's the easiest thing to, to watch and, and consume. And it, it's there was a lot of production value put into this thing. And what I really liked about that is that he put um he had this panel discussion at the end where he would talk to people that had opposing points of view from him. I think there's so much echo chamber stuff happening today and people are avoiding the use of their critical thinking faculties that, uh, to, in order to make themselves feel good um, and you know, to be able to sit there with people that disagree with him and go over their arguments and talk through things and, and maybe not come to a complete resolution I think was really powerful for, for that show. But um, anyway, this was during the uh, Gary Johnson thing. So that, that was, uh, I don't, you know, but but I'm kind of like, well, this guy's like getting subtraction. Let me, and then I started, somehow I got to watching Milton Friedman. I was like, this guy makes a lot of sense. I'm like, I really like what he's saying. That's pretty good. Um, so where was I going with this? Oh, Free State Project. Then obviously, you know, once you start going down. Reading Hayek and like, you know, everything else, you, you know, if you live in Massachusetts, you're going to know what the free state project is. It didn't take long from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once I found out, you know, I, I um, when I knew I was going to move for COVID, I signed the mover pledge just to be sure I was like on the, on the actual book as a real mover. That's good.
2: So we could know you were here.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of people who like, I, I think that, it's like a running joke I have that I think most of the people who have moved never signed the pledge, um, right? Because there's like people like me who there is no way with all the activism I do and volunteering I do that I could ever try and make a claim I'm not a free Stater and have it pass any kind of muster. But I haven't signed the pledge. and it's more uh-huh. of oppositional defiance because I don't like being on lists. <laughs> <laughs> so, but a there's a lot answer. of people out there like me, I think. Well, not only
3: yeah. that, I think at this point, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the Free State Project is generally counting, not, not just movers. I mean, they do count movers, uh, but they also like, you could be a Free Stater if you didn't move. That used to be like, when I, when I first heard about the Free State Project, they were like, I, I met this person, I don't even remember where, it must have been 2012, 2014. And they're like, yeah, I'm a Free Stater. I'm like, oh, it's a Free Stater. And they're like, oh, we're libertarians. We're moving to New Hampshire. Uh, we wanted to live in the free estate. You know, in the country, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm a libertarian. I'm in New Hampshire. Like, Ron Paul woke me up. This is great. Can I join? Can I be a free state? They're like, no. I was like, well, I grew up here. And I want, you know, I want New Hampshire to be the freest state. What the hell? Um, so now <laughs> like, the I, get to, I get to call myself a free state too, even though I'm not like counted as one of the movers. But that's just interesting. You know, it's like, it, I think it, uh, it should What's include it? more people.
2: It's a really important distinction. Like, a lot of people. Were- forget that one of the reasons new hampshire was chosen as the state for the free state project's migration was the large concentration of natives already here who already shared the values ethics morals and ideas of free staters so like it was an easy place to drop in and start making a difference because you had a built-in culture that was willing and ready to embrace the political ideas that the movers of the free state project wanted to do um So, yeah, no, as Patrick says in the chat, Bill is a free stater. That Justin guy is a free stater. Kevin is a free stater. Uh, Jack Schemack is a free stater. Uh, Everyone's a free stater if you actually believe in the values of liberty. So
1: I can't tell you, guys. uh, I was actually driving over here, and I saw somebody with We the People. (laughs) <laughs> on their car. And, uh, and it's that kind of stuff or, or the Gadsden. And you see these symbols everywhere. And these people probably maybe, maybe don't even know what the Free State Project is necessarily. You know, you're <laughs> just surrounded by it all the time. It's wonderful.
2: Yeah, I, I remember the first time I ever actually went to the Quill in Manchester. Back, way back, I still lived in Massachusetts. I was actually up here visiting. I'd come up with Adam Kakesh. I was helping him on his book tour, and we were in New England, and we stopped in Manchester for the night, and uh, after his little book tour at somebody's house, we all went over to the Quill for a big after party, and myself, Adam Kakesh, and uh, former state rep um, were standing outside. Talking before going inside, and one of the Domino's delivery drivers overheard us talking about libertarianism. And he's just like, Eddie starts talking to us and kind of yelling at us. And he's like, Yeah, you guys don't know it. Ron Paul's the real libertarian, like just lecturing us about how Ron Paul was right on everything. And like, we wouldn't know what we we're talking about, Ron Paul. And um, Adam's like, Well, why don't you come hang out with us in the night? We're hanging out with a bunch of people who believe. What you believe in and agree with you right over there. And he pointed at the quill. And the Domino's delivery driver just looked at us, oh hell no, that's where the crazy people hang out. <laughs> so but it's it nice to see that, like, and I think that's one of the reasons it's so important that people do what you're doing by like actually opening up businesses in the community and embracing the ideas and values of liberty in your business and how you portray and run your business because it's fixing any kind of reputation that people might have had by showing that, like, no, these are people who are here to benefit and grow the community, and, like, we're not hiding it. Like, we are who we are, and we're here to make the community better, and we want to make the community better not just for ourselves but for everyone who's already here as well.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a welcoming atmosphere. You know, uh, one of the things that comes to mind is – uh, just the symbolism all over the gym, you know, we have lots of different thing, decorations that, uh, you know, would, uh, would make everybody proud. I'm sure watching this, uh, <laughs> I guess. but, uh, uh, another thing is the, the, you know, the, the weapons and the guns and things that we, so we're happy to have people bring the, bring their guns in and, you know, everybody's safe about it and all this stuff. But, um, you know, there's plenty of handguns in the gym and, and around and, you know, we're, we're happy to, uh, to have our members do that. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, so, you know, nobody's uh doing anything irresponsible or anything like that, but uh you know, all the all the liberty, all the wonderful liberty things uh and, and not to mention the discussion, you know, these kinds of things you make a club called the Free State Ballroom Club all of a sudden, you know, you attract a certain clientele. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's not uh, yeah. it's not sort of by accident. So I was I was going to ask you that. Like what is the clientele?
0: A lot of free staters initially off the bat or have you had a lot of people wander in off the street being like, you know, Hey, what is this? What is, what's up with the golden black flags everywhere and stuff?
1: It's a good question. Um, I actually think there's a decent number of our members that don't totally get the the whole the whole thing, like <laughs> the, the the mess, the whole free state, and I think they're probably like not even clued into it at all, which is totally fine. Like I have that's no cool, that. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it actually all started. A lot of it started with um, Instagram. A lot of these uh, powerlifters, especially instagram and um and like even TikTok are really good uh formats for powerlifting because it's such a short moment of time it's like one rep max you know it's like let's see what you got and and it's like three seconds and it's over yep. and so for anybody that has a short attention span it works really well um <laughs> and so we were kind of going after people on on instagram and uh a lot of the people that we had uh you know i don't know what their political leanings are or are not or whatever but they weren't put off Overly put off by what we had now in Massachusetts, we actually had this, uh, this flag that as a decoration of my, uh, that my, my other uh, founder, Micah, he wanted to put up. And um, so it was, uh, you know, a, it was a, a second amendment related flag with guns. <laughs> and it's like America's first defense or something like that. I, I don't know what it said. And I'm like, Micah, you can't hang that in here. Like, <laughs> you know, we're going to get like the woke police, uh coming in it's going to affect the business i mean you know it'll definitely
2: affect the business it might make it a better long-term clientele yes well you
3: (laughs) you were saying that in massachusetts though right yeah
1: yeah but we put the same flag up nice and high right where you can see it by the front door you know over here and uh, (laughs) you know we're not worried like it's like look honestly anybody here that's really going to be that touchy about it that's fine you stay home that's fine
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) locals wouldn't care about something like that it's too common it's too normal from from natives you know uh, me and bill guys grew up with stuff like that Mm -hmm. everywhere it's not a big deal nobody cares
3: you know what's interesting is i so that plaza that you're in there i actually years ago when i was a kid i worked at the convenience store that closed down right around the same time you guys opened in that plaza and so Knives. you didn't the,
1: get knife, did you? You know how my people got no, <laughs> held
2: up the <a> knife point. <laughs> no. So um, that's the other thing, as far as like just my own inattentiveness. You've been there for a good long time at this point, and I never noticed. Uh, until Micah told me about the gym at Porkfest. I never knew you guys were there. And I am a frequent, regular pickup order at uh, Golden Tau. Golden right Tau. You. So, yeah, it's very good. Obviously, I was going to, go go to that-
1: turn into an advertisement for Golden Tau, but Golden Tow is the best shining <laughs> source in, in uh, yeah. at least Manchester. It's very good.
3: Uh, <laughs> North Garden is also pretty good. You should try it. Which um, one? North Garden. North it's like Garden. on Mass Road. Right. But uh, so yeah, I was going to go to the convenience store. This is how I found out it was closed. I, I went to the parking lot, it's closed. And I'm like, all right, uh, I guess I'll go somewhere else. And I went like to fire off a text and I look out my window and I see like an ANCAP flag in the window and it says free state barbell club i'm like what is this how long has this been here like I'm, i grew up in this neighborhood
2: i've never seen this right i did the, the same micah's in, in the chat yes micah everyone knows and loves janet the proprietor over at golden Tow. um so great establishment great plaza apparently at this point i think this is there still a few vacant spots in the plaza maybe we ought to just force some more free State or businesses in there
1: yeah, yeah. The, the main one, the staple one is still available. It's um, the old pawn shop. And actually, it's a really nice spot, corner spot, good signage and everything. Um, you know, yeah. And they just redid the parking lot in the plaza. It's really looking pretty good. You know, it's looking a lot better than it was when we moved there. And they redid the uh, the plants and things. But um, it's too bad about that convenience store. We actually kind of know a little bit about what happened. But the guy uh, went to India and got stuck there because of COVID. And then like, rough... oh yeah! And then he had these oh. these goofball people running it, and they couldn't they like couldn't make it happen, and they weren't ordering stuff, and everything was expiring, and it was like a total disaster.
3: Oh no! Oh man!
1: Yeah, because oh, that, well,
3: yeah. that that's a good spot for a store. That store was there for years, and years, you know my whole life growing up.
1: I know. I told I told I told Mike I'm like somebody could pick that thing up and just turn it around. Now that's 100%. a business opportunity for a free state. You know, um, I don't know how much it would take. It probably wouldn't take that much money to, to get that thing turned around. So, but it's
2: an investment in the community and that's what free are all about. Investing yeah. in the community, um, serving the community, improving the community and, you know, fixing up the landscape making where you live a nice place to live. I mean, cause like, let's be honest, isn't that what, it's all about when it comes to like community improvement. It's like, you wanna live somewhere that's nice to live where you wanna live and you need to make your neighbors happy with you to do that. So that's when it comes to investing in your community, opening businesses, doing your cleanups, your community service. And these are all things free staters are doing to improve the communities that we live in, um, not just for us, but for the natives, for the people who are here before us, for the people who are gonna come after us and most importantly for the next generation of free staters uh, so that there can be liberty in their lifetimes. I don't know. Wait, anything you want to leave people on?
1: I would say uh, come and check out the gym, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday night. That's when we're there. Come check it out. Check out our website. Uh, first time is free. Um, just come by and talk to us and see what we're all about. Um, it's its a really good time. And uh, we'll, you might learn something along the way. You know, we, we'll teach you how to lift properly and things like that. So, yeah, you know, come on by. I really do awesome. have to go back
2: to the gym. And uh, we do have one final question for you, Wayne. Uh, Shan will has to ask, how many members do you have in the Manchester area?
1: So we're up to around the 55, 55, 60. That's kind of where we've been floating around for a little while. And, uh, you know, we're hoping – Hopefully, hopefully we'll get more, you know, because uh, our rent's going up. <laughs>
2: always the hope. Always the hope for more. So, hey everybody, Wayne, thank you for coming on, and I uh, thank you for telling us about what you're doing. This is your uh, story because it's fascinating. We need more people opening up businesses and unique and different. Uh, we, we've seen a bunch of people open restaurants, a bunch of people own open consulting or tech companies, whatever. You're the first person I've heard of opening up a gym. And just a reminder that there's a whole other completely – forgotten about realm of industry and service industry and amenities that people don't engage in um, or forget they engage in that are absolute necessities for daily life. And free staters can make a huge difference by impacting those roles. If you guys want to learn more about the Free State Project, you can check out fsp.org, learn more about the uh, organization, the groups, the movement, and how you can get involved. If you're not here in New Hampshire yet, make sure you come for a visit sometime for fsp.org slash visit New Hampshire. Get in touch. Chris will help you plan a visit. It's going to be great. Uh, you can meet your future neighbors, scope out your future home, maybe uh, figure out what communities you've, you'd have you feel most comfortable in by visiting them. And if you're here, if you're looking to get involved, if you're looking to meet some friends or while you're visiting, check out the calendar. The Free State Project calendar is the most jam-packed calendar of Liberty events in the world. You'll never find something more packed with more events to pick from there's not a single day on the calendar where you only have one choice or one option every day is jam-packed with things that you have to pick from whether it's movie nights bonfires social events or activism get together to make phone calls text bank put together a letter writing campaign everything's on that calendar where you can get involved get involved with your neighbors social and community groups in making a difference in your community. And if you want to support the Free State Project, as always, fsp.org slash give or reach out to Chris or the website, and she can tell you how to get involved with recurring donations, one time donations, crypto donations, fiat donations, whatever. That's above my pay grade and beyond my scope of I don't know what they do, but uh, they do go to help in the great cause of getting more libertarians like us, like Wayne, and like you moving here to New Hampshire. Bill, Kevin, anything to leave on? Nope. That's all I got. All right, band nice band join us for week. And until next week, see you guys next time and be free.
1: The test and watch me go. This is my quest, I'ma make it known. They call me obsessive, oh, I know. Call me selective with my notes. Call me aggressive with my flow. Call me offensive, even though. Joey ain't gonna lie.